Hello, and you are listening to a TV junkyard podcast. Engage. Idly hope. Hey now. Suit up. Time. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Hello, IT. You tried turning it off and on again. I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel ready. Hi ho, tone deaf neighbor. This is my own private domicile, and I will not be harassed, bitch. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And may I suggest the footing of your ass? You want to play me hard? Phrasing. No idea. Well, then you better nut up. Phrasing. Do people ever hit you? Well, only when I'm talking. One person's annoying is another person's inspiring and heroic. So, you know, who are we to judge? What do you think about that? Uh, I, think, I think my voice is annoying. It is, and it's your best quality. Wait a minute, and what? Away we go. Hello there, uh, and welcome to another episode of the TV Junkyard. This is a special episode uh, to be fair all episodes are special and i treat them that way uh handmade and, and kissed lightly on the forehead but this one special one is we're gonna review the doctor who series 12 that pretty much just got done with from this recording a few weeks ago or whatnot because time's an illusion but anyways with me my wonderful friend and co-host to the tv junkyard david hello hello uh, and joining us is, all the way from the land of the video junkyard, is Eric. Hey, how's it going? We're here. Funny talking We're to here you. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, funny. It's not like I don't talk enough to anybody. Um, yeah, so we're going to recap Doctor Who. We're all Doctor Who fans here, I would assume. Gotta be awkward if we weren't. Doctor what? <laughs> so, Ryan. Yes. Um, when did you start watching Doctor Who? Uh, I watched it roughly around 0, 05, 06. Uh, I watched it off of um, Sci-Fi Channel when they were doing a marathon with uh, Ninth Doctor. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. I just caught the marathon, and then, then I caught the fever, as they say. And I needed a doctor to cure. I'm done now. <laughs> what about you? Um, wasn't it, wasn't it the David Tennant specials? Like I literally watched him regenerate, and that's how I fell in love. I think so, and I'm pretty sure I was there and made you do it. I didn't make you do it. It's just I was going to watch that episode, and you were there. No, right? no. It was it was uh, Journey's End, and I was confused as hell. And you had to, like, literally explain yeah, everything not a good that was happening. Point <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I did that to you, I am positive it is because that is when it aired, and I was I was hell-bent on watching it. <laughs> Whoever was with me. That, that was basically it. It's like, you're not going to understand it, but we're going in anyway. Shut up. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. That's how I court most friends, mainly. I'm a lot more straightforward and honest with relationships. But with friends, it's just, we're watching Doctor Who in the middle of God fuck nowhere. Deal with it. But to be fair, <laughs> deal with it. Anything else to add to that, David? Nope. Okay, that was fair. Okay, how about you, Eric? Um... I want to say it was like oh nine ten. I, I know that um, Matt Smith had just been announced as the new Doctor at the time when I was first checking out the Eccleston, like the first the two thousand five reboot series. Um, so I was a little bit of a latecomer to it. Uh, I had a friend that would had annoyed me for like years about oh you should watch this you'd really like it and he you know gets to give me the biggest I told you so ever because you know I watched it finally and pretty much fell in love with it by the end of that first series and you know sounds familiar yeah I was gonna say David it's like my major obsession (laughs) with collecting and seeing all of it and just you know everything and now I'm you know a regular attendee of conventions and pretty much Doctor Who mega nerd more so than even my friend that was intense like intensely getting me into it so um yeah so I guess thanks to uh Brad for that but um 
yeah, I think I pretty much marathoned through everything that existed for the new series, and then when I ran out of that, because I'm an insane person, decided I was going to watch the entire series in sequence. So, and uh, it took me the better part of two years to do. Oh wow! And um, by the time I got through the whole thing and back through, and then I, you know, uh, I was watching the Matt Smith stuff intermittently as it was on as well. But um, yeah, it was. It's it's a hell of a project. I find I found it was very rewarding. Rewarding. I'm not sure I'd ever do it again, um, but it. Uh, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to see it all in, in kind of context. But so wait, wait. You watched the old series in those two years? Yeah, yeah. So everything everything from '63 to present, and that's including reconstructions of the missing episodes as well. So because I'm a weird, you know, you, obsessive compulsive. You, yeah, you're so. you're that motherfucker. That's what you are. <laughs> you're like that level of crazy. Oh yeah. It quickly became my uh, my like major fandom like I, I grew up being a fan of you know sci-fi and horror mm-hmm. and like uh, especially vintage stuff in in general um but i don't know this for some reason like star wars was probably my next closest thing uh but this became an obsession even beyond that um not sure why i think i just really love the versatility of the concept and that it really any kind of any kind of story can be told within the confines of this show and it's just so many different things and i don't and the character's interesting and uh I was gonna say mysterious. So that'll come, that'll come up later, I think, when we start to talk about the new series of how that's. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, <laughs> David laughs. Um, okay, well let's let's get started on the series then. Um, so I, I would assume anyone who's listening to this, uh, hopefully you are a Doctor Who listener, because uh, how we're gonna talk about stuff. And and if you're not, uh, well, buck up. Because we're going on a journey through time and space. Yeah, just, um, it, it's not on anything right now. I was going to say jump on Netflix and queue up Rose and just watch the first episode, but you can't anymore. So, um, no. Yeah. You're, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like everything. Like, I look Is forward it still to on Amazon Prime. I think it dropped houses. off Prime, too, because HBO bought it all in the U.S. They bought the distribution oh. rights. So, it's going to land on HBO Go or something like that next month. Oh man, that's yeah. that's rough because that's like a fifteen dollars yeah. subscription. But if you're dedicated, yeah. So if you're if you're just doing it for, out of curiosity's sake, unfortunately, I don't know if it's out there right now. Which sucks, if but. if you're doing it for curiosity's sake, my suggestion is go the, the the cheap route and just rent it for free from your local library. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, some actually have them. I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about let's talk about series twelve. Uh, this is the second season that we have Jodie Whittaker as the 13th Doctor. And, okay, first... First, I should say, this this is going to be a spoiler discussion. Yes, very, so, very, very uh, much so. Yeah, so just heads up. If you don't mind or you don't care, perfect, good. We're going to keep going on anyways. So I'm going to read a series synopsis from our uh, friendly local neighborhood uh, Wikipedia article, uh, and it reads as the following. The series follows the 13th Doctor and her companions as they meet a new incarnation of the Master, a return in Jack Harkness, the appearance of an unknown incarnation of the Doctor from before the Time War, and the Cyberman. It also follows the destruction of Galfrey and the secret of the Timeless Child. Um, ha. <laughs> yeah, so this this season is a little bit... Uh, the last season wasn't a very strong season, and it's unfortunately it wasn't. It, it was kind of a boring season of uh, Doctor Who, uh, I think. What did you guys think? Very quickly. Uh, series eleven, you're talking about? Yeah, series eleven. There's one right before this one that we're reviewing. Um, I found it to be a, and, and honestly, it was Doctor Who, so I still I still love it, kind of. And there's a lot of things to like about it. There were some high points. Um, I found in general that the episodes were less memorable for me than in prior series. Uh, like, even right now, I don't think I could, I'd have to really struggle to kind of name every one of them. Um, 
the thing that, that got to me, um, trying to be brief, is that I felt like they had this really great opportunity with Jodie Whittaker, first female doctor. I was super excited about checking it out and the, the, all the potential, and it felt like they kind of underwrote her as the doctor. And I don't want to go into this trap that everyone's like in right now, or this this constant cliche of bad writing, bad writing, because I don't think the writing was bad. I just think, I just wish that um, they would have given her some of the like bombast and like. Um, larger character traits that the male doctors that preceded her had and instead of kind of having her be a um team player that kind of like sticks in the you know background until she's got the big smart ideas um and i know they're just probably trying to make her have her own unique character but that bugged me a bit how about you david it's the only series i haven't finished yeah that's what i remember you telling me (laughs) yeah i dropped off somewhere after kerblam and i never had the want to like pick it back up from what i from what i hear it only gets slightly better yeah, i wish that i could like, tell you that um you should go pick it up because it got a lot better but you know it's <laughs> not not really if you weren't digging it by that point i'm not sure you're missing much except if you you know want to be a completist <laughs> and yeah that's pretty much it but this one they definitely improved i think for the most part greatly um this this definitely had like more like uh, I would argue that each episode was a lot more fun. Yeah, uh, I I think they 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 kind of explore a little bit more. There there are some weaknesses, but still it's definitely an improvement. Uh, I don't think I was disappointed nearly. I I wasn't really disappointed in every episode. Like there was one that was really weak, which is um uh, I think the third one, which was the Orphan Fifty Five. Orphan. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't hate it, but I was just like. Still better than yeah, I was gonna some, say, most of the stuff in the first it one. It probably would come low on my list of this season if I had to rank them, but I didn't dislike it. I didn't think it was a terrible, terrible episode of Doctor Who, like supposedly a lot of people yeah. think. So very quickly, like some of the new historical figures that they come across. Uh, in like the first episode, the two-parter spy thriller kind of Doctor Who, uh, they had Ada uh, Lovelace and Nor Irat Khan, uh, two histor- women historical figures, uh, Lovelace being the first person to, uh, pretty much like the first computer programmer in the 1800s. Uh, I don't really want to explain further on how that kind of works because just watch the damn episode. <laughs> and then uh, the other one is a cold breaker from World War II, very important uh, historical icon, uh, especially in uh, spies, you know, these people working with computers and spy stuff. And then also they have Nikola Tesla in an episode with, with um, the dickhead. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Thomas Edison. Uh, so that was interesting. And then followed by uh, Mary Shelley in, in the group. I was actually excited about that one. Uh, what did what, what you guys think about the historical figures or uh, maybe even the period piece episodes? I'll start with you, David. Well, the period piece episodes are my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah. As they were last time. Like, if, if uh, season 11 and 12 have a strong point, it's definitely their historical episodes. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's cool to have an episode with Tesla and Edison. And Spyfall was really neat, but I'll get into that a little more later, I think. And uh, Villa was my favorite episode this season, so I absolutely adored it. Which one was? Villa. The one with Mary Shelley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Eric? Um, I think what they're doing with the historicals now is maybe a little more in tune with what the original intention of the like show's creators wanted to do with historicals, and that there'd be an actually educational mm-hmm. aspect to them. And they've done it in a very, like way that it doesn't like you know thump you over the head with it necessarily but using um historical characters like ada lovelace or um nor and yet khan is uh these are not people that outside of taking you know a um a very detailed um class on the history of um and, and you know you're, i guess you could come across ada lovelace in, in in places but i definitely was on a 
totally unaware of um, Noraniak Khan. And um, so essentially we're learning about these people and to take, you know, strong um, or influential female characters out of history and, um, I don't know, basically let us know like, hey, we've been overlooked by your junior high history books and whatnot. And uh, these are important historical figures as well. And I I think it's really interesting that they decided to use those. And I think it's a great use of... um, historical characters in the show the nikola tesla mary shelley the more celebrity historical characters i think were equally as charming um especially the tesla episode i I was trying to choose what my favorite was because i was filling out some facebook poll of of the whole season and i think i was trying to choose between those two as well i really thought they did a good job with the historicals yeah um well i would say i would argue well not argue i well yeah i guess i don't know maybe uh (laughs) I would say, though, the one thing that they still kind of struggle with is any of the um, off-world or future location episodes or locations. Like, they still don't feel terribly unique or strong. They just feel like it's a point, and then they carry on. But you don't get, like, that that wonder. Like, I think about, like, episodes, like, during the Tenant era, or even just all the eras, where you really get a feel of, like, a foreign new location. Um, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Did we... Well, honest question: Which ones were? Yeah, I was gonna say, episodes? do we even have one in the series? I, I mean, besides te- the finale, technically yeah. the finale. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, the final Well, yeah, uh, and that I'm other. Think... I guess that was an off. That was not an Earth. That was not Earth. With that other planet where they found the gateway, but whatever that was even called. Oh God, I don't even. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, that was plot planet B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like the last two episodes, essentially. Yeah, we really uh, didn't get a sci-fi episode. Like, and I, I don't mean. You know, but like a an old school sci fi futuristic uh, off world planets aliens that kind of we didn't really get one of those this year. Oh, it did, but it was Earth, Earth anyways. Yeah, yeah, right. You, it yeah, it was kind of a psych out. Yeah. It was a psych out, which is kind of what um, maybe makes that even more so disappointing. But <laughs> yeah, well, that that's the thing that kind of sucks because that's the one thing that definitely draws me into uh, Doctor Who. Like, I do enjoy the the adventures and and uh, in um, the past. And seeing some of the historical figures and seeing that interaction, but I I'm all for like new imaginative worlds and and locales, uh, and you just don't really get that. But um, well, I suppose there was that uh, space station in the in that one episode with the god people. No. Oh, oh right, yeah. yeah, but that's yeah. I was gonna say, but it was all related to Earth still. Like it was all Earth yeah. things in the balance, and and yeah, it just didn't feel like something away from Earth. It was all very Earth centric. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the Rift in Cardiff was just really strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, thank you, Rift and Cardiff. Um, how about how about the new monsters? Um, we got evil spy aliens that are just covered in LEDs. Uh, the text sk- stealing scorpions, um, mutant future humans, and plastic lover- loving pathogens. Because that's great in a Doctor Who episode. We have an episode about uh, a pathogen spreading across <laughs> Earth. Yeah. Perfect fucking timing. Just mm, peachy. Yeah, well, it's uh, hitting too close to home now, but they probably couldn't have seen that one coming at the writing stage, so... Um. No, they... <laughs> well, maybe they just... Eh, no, we're overdue for a pathogen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um New monsters-wise, I thought um, it, it was interesting this season. I don't find anybody to be, like... And I had this problem with the with Series 11 as well, is there weren't anybody, any new monsters that I thought, like, oh, I can't wait till next time this baddie shows up. Um they were fine like they all they all functioned in the story uh just fine and what was the um oh what's her name the like scorpion you call her the scorpion queen or whatever on this um 
I can't remember the name of the species now, but uh, I kind of like it's her okay. This is a... TV junkyard. <laughs> yeah. We're, we don't have to try that hard. But yeah, I, yeah. I found her to be memorable. Um, I don't know if that's because I was familiar with the actress from the Sarah Jane Adventures that was playing the creature um, or not. Right, but, I just found out about that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, it was funny. I found her familiar in it, even under the makeup, and I couldn't place her until afterwards when I read about it. And I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, um, yeah, that's my long way of saying no. I guess I don't. I don't think they're super memorable. That was your long yeah. way. <laughs> I'll speed it up later. Well, the scorpion aliens look just like the spider aliens. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, these these oh, yeah, are just from, an offshoot from the Donna, from which is perfectly partners in crime, right? Yeah, right. Well, from no, whatever the arachnid um, aliens the are called, because the the Ragnos, yep, Ragnos, Ragnos, Ragnos. They did. They did. They really looked almost identical. I I I assumed that was intentional, right? <laughs> I was actually waiting for like some kind of line about like we're actually like a cousin species because yeah. it's like that would be a cool connection that'd be fine but they never said it and like I'm surprised they wouldn't have just used like the Ragnos then I mean they they were yeah honestly when she first showed up I thought really there was going to be a direct this season. link to them but anyway guess not did you have any other kind of monsters David that really like any of the new mo- monsters did anything kind of stick out yeah I like the 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 light spies but i don't really know how you could use them again right they're kind of outside of spyfall but they intrigued me they were what did they they kind of reminded me of like a past creature where you like no matter what you do you can't you can't avoid it it's like it's always like it can just come from anywhere so um the the shadows yeah, yeah that they, they reminded me a lot of the shadows and the you know before you found out they were cybermen or whatever and um whatever the David oh, episode. Uh... No, I was thinking. No, no, he's talking about the the shadows from the. They live in the boat. Oh, yeah, from the from library the yeah. episode. Okay, yep. The, the vish, ones that the like the, or whatever. They're... Yeah, that actually yep. eat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's back when Doctor Who had some really threatening uh, aliens. You know, just good old ten years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, don't worry. In season thirteen, I'm sure they'll bring back the Vostra Narada for one scene and then be out of context throughout the rest of the season. Or they'll just mention them like four times off the you know in the back in background dialogue kind of essentially but <laughs> that's the thing i kind of noticed with this these new series is like these aliens this season was better than the last season but overall of the two seasons with the 13th doctor uh the original monsters for the most part they aren't really that like awesome yeah like that you like they're not at the same level of other new doctor who monsters like the weeping angels like the nas nas nasferata the living shadows and yeah. other things like um That'd be kind of cool to see that be fixed down the line. But um, moving on, because, you know, time is money and we don't get paid for this. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's let's really talk about the No. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the companions. So, you know, yeah, because Graham, Ryan, Yaz, uh, they return again. So compared to last season, and I know, David, this is kind of a half and half for you. <laughs> uh, do you feel like there's any growth from the last season with these characters at all? No, but yes, but no. Do you want to elaborate? You don't have to, but if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I think they tried. I, I really think they tried. I agree. Um, but Ryan didn't get any growth, I don't think, unless I missed something. He, he shoots a gun. Does that character grow? He shoots, he shoots, he a, shoots gun in a the second episode of Series 11, too, so... He he throw at the near the end of the the second to the last episode or maybe it was the last episode of the finale he he throws a free shot like a three throw shot with a ball and makes it and he was very happy about that. Oh, uh, I was legitimately he's happy about that. Yeah, his uh, disability, which they didn't mention once in this series, but I guess that's what right. they were alluding to. <laughs> like he has a balance an issue. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't he? Because yep. he can't ride a bike really either. Yep. I forgot what it's called, but um, yeah, something along the lines of yeah, balance and and uh, the uh, inability to kind of understand. It's a depth perception issue, maybe is how they described it. Yeah, like distance and balance. Um, but also they mentioned they hinted that well, not hinted they fell out mentioned that Graham actually had cancer at one point, but it's very lightly touched upon. Um, and then they also mentioned with Yaz's past that she at one point had such a difficult time at home that she ran away, met a police officer who really changed her life and uh, ultimately like motivated her to become a police officer. Yeah. So they finally gave her some backstory, which was missing from. Yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of touched on more. But that's kind of the thing is it's like they do have these, but it does kind of feel last thought which i would say like the strength of the last series was the companions you actually got to know the personalities of the companions in series 11 um you got to like them Mm -hmm. a lot they were the strongest parts uh this time around i kind of felt they were definitely put uh too far back on the burner and even their relationship with the doctor seems a little bit distant did you guys get that feeling at all yeah i mean um the way they related to the doctor was very different um which was kind of weird because we don't have a reason for that like it didn't um nothing that happened at the end of the last series um kind of led you to believe that some kind of you know separation between the two of them but they did just they suddenly became very curious about the doctor and maybe okay maybe that's what they were trying to say is like as they started pushing for information she kind of closed off away from her she just got this big you know in spyfall she gets this huge bomb dropped on her that you know gallifrey has the recently resurrected gallifrey has once again been destroyed and um the (laughs) uh by, by the master who shows up in Spyfall. I feel like series 12, like series, you know, premiere wise Spyfall actually spends a good amount of time with the, the companions. In fact, gives them their own little side adventure where they all get to work together. And, um, mm-hmm. after that, it's like, we forgot that they really exist for most of the series. Like they don't play a whole lot of Yaz in the, um, was it the gods episode? The one where she kind of like becomes Dr. Junior and starts running her own adventure. Um, man, she does that a bit in the virus episode. Praxis, too. She does it, it was a bit in a lot of episodes. Of. Yeah, actually. actually, you're right. I think it was she, uh, her, and the the blogger. Uh, yeah, the blogger go up in the ship, and yeah, so she gets a little bit of time in that one. But other than that, I feel like they're especially as David mentioned, Ryan is really not really featured in any way in this. He's just kind of there to say funny things, and. He's there to get yeah, flirted. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he's a sex he's, appeal, yeah. I guess. Well, in every situation they ever drop themselves in, Ryan's got a new like potential love interest, like, <laughs> which, and it's, which I think is kind of not a even joke that heavily played. They're kind of making, you yeah. know, making, you know, that Ryan's uncomfortable with you know dating and the whole aspect of, you know, flirting and all that, and he's kind of growing as a person. And but again, we don't spend the kind of time that they were spending in the last series, you know, building those characters. So, and I feel like maybe they listened. Um, a little bit to the critiques that people made of series 11 about Yaz not being a fully really a character at all besides just you know oh she's a cop and she's here now um so they did give her some backstory um Ryan and Graham were very wonderfully developed in the last series uh to the point where people were complaining that they spent too much time on them so um yeah they they kind of just went opposite though yeah, they exactly. gave if if given whatever attention they gave to the companions Yaz got more attention but then Graham and Ryan went back and that's kind of difficult because it's like, well, there, there was two, like, there's one scene where Graham and Yaz have a conversation near the finale, which was kind of, you know, 
Graham is telling uh, Yaz that he thinks <laughs> that she is one of the most uh, fascinating people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really grown into this wonderful person, even better than the doctor, in a very like nice, uh, heartfelt way, even though it kind of felt out of nowhere because I never built anything. Completely unearned. Yeah. It was unearned, unfortunately, even though it was like a great scene. Yeah. Um, well, I think but, it and then Yaz, you know, Graham just being grandfatherly in general. But yeah, there was the speech seemed kind of over the top it was out of left yeah they didn't that's the thing they didn't really show like those moments throughout the series that like yeah we got to see yaz be this person but we don't see graham in those situations actively processing that Mm -hmm. you know and they can they like i know that they have the potential like they have the ability to do so do you get any Um, sense that that was all a setup for the line that she said back to him like i think you're a pretty cool human too yeah essentially i think you're a pretty great human and I th- the way she said it, like I, I I couldn't believe it didn't lead to something. Like I'm I, right then I went like alarms went off in my head like oh something's not right with this. Like <laughs> oh I read that as just humor. Yeah. I like hey we had a deep scene here's I, a little and humor it could be it could be that I was bit. you know old school Doctor Who fan especially through the like Davies and Mo- well, Moffat era I'm looking for like every little kernel of something that's not really the way Chibnall writes but um yeah no <laughs> I just want to say two things really quickly to cap off the companions um a I feel like this season they all played to to a stereotype. Ryan was very much comedy relief slash I'm going to date this girl this episode. Graham was the speech guy. Yeah. And Yaz did something dangerous. And that was their entire character development throughout the three seasons. Uh, three, Sorry, all three of them throughout the series. And um, I'm still of the major opinion that uh, three is a crowd and they definitely need to to cut it down well they're somehow. going to <laughs> well yeah now they're going to yeah. um but what about uh how about the special cameo for this se- series david i feel like it was written in at the last minute oh but i, I was very glad it was there yeah because you're a big you're a big captain jack hartness fan torchwood fan actually aren't you yeah i'm a huge jack hartness fan which is again why i'm just like well <laughs> i'm glad it happened yeah. but yeah i i really hope he's instrumental to her prison break that would be great yeah. wouldn't it I, and that's how we I'm learned about all that shit holiday specials when we're gonna get him back but we'll see it's well the next one is gonna be a christmas special apparently yeah. so well let's then let's move on forward uh so they did have a return of some classic villains but with a twist uh and that starts with a new master played by uh sasha dewan um dear jesus fuck i love i actually really enjoyed this master it took a little bit um he could He'd be done a little bit more. Uh, like he, he could he could have been more of an overarching kind of villain. I feel similar to like a Missy situation with the Twelfth Doctor when he had his first se- season. Um, I don't know they could have done something where they he he was a bigger presence than maybe he was. But you know, gosh darn it, I thought he was a great performance. Kind of gave a classic master feel. So, um, oh, I really fucking took over that one. Anyways, you guys go. You guys talk. David, you co- you talk. Um. Well, he's the MVP of the series, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, without question. Like, he just stole the show from the moment he dropped. Like, uh, that's... Honestly, that's why I watched season 12, series 12 to begin with. is because I saw the spoiler of his reveal, and then I'm like, okay, now I have to be back. Otherwise, I was going to skip series 12, I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> uh, I understand. There was kind of a heaviness for me, too, with, like, okay, let's see how series 12 goes. I'm not exactly excited, but here we go. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, Spyfall was brilliant, though. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Um, what about you, Eric? I absolutely love the new master. Um, he was great, and yeah, like the 
the fact that you pointed out that he's got a classic master feel um that's exactly what i got got from him and i can't for the life of me figure out why because he's not especially like roger delgado or you know he's not quite as cheesing it up as anthony ainley or but there's just something um that that gets to the root of the character i think than in his performance i do wish like you said that he was a little more of the puppet master of this entire series because obviously the story they told at the end of the series could have supported that kind of thing throughout you know like like missy did throughout um the series season when we found out that she was you know the master um yeah i i, I agree with you i wish he would have shown up a little more but when he was there he was great and uh yeah, I, I, I hope that's not it for him. It's never it for the master, but I hope this specific master comes back and we get to see him again, at least at some I'm point. I'm sure. Oh, he has to come back because he plays with 13 perfectly. Yeah, he do. does. Yep. And actually, he, he like, got, you know, I think he raised Jody's game a little bit. And I, I did, I'm not going to say Jody because yep, I don't yep. necessarily blame the actress for, for anything, any of my critiques. But um, yeah, every time she shows up, you know, spars off with a classic series villain it just seems to bring something doctory out in her performance so. no those two together really elevate each other yeah i i can't imagine another master working with her he's very he has that he has that psychotic energy uh he gave me really heavy matt smith vibes actually yeah maybe yeah bit. you know what <laughs> i didn't notice that until you said it yeah i definitely see it though like yeah might be the jawline Anyways, it's the stances he takes, yeah. like his body language. Yeah, he has like a weird, like manic hunch over, but with like arms everywhere. Uh, he also brought back the classic master weapon from Classic Who, uh, the shrink gun. Yeah, yeah, the tissue decompression, which, whatever. Yeah, yep. Which is this is the first time I actually ever seen it in use because I never watched Classic Who or Classic Master, oh. really. So, or at least I've never seen Classic Master, especially with the fucking shrink gun. So that was kind of like no, I didn't know how I was gonna go about it. Third Doctor era, like Roger Delgado Master, yeah, and and that was the moment I got it, like because that's before he says the line, you know, I am the. He's got the little shrunken, and it's like, oh my god, it is like, um, yeah. So I I, I like that, and we were complaining, and just super brief, uh, we were complaining a little bit about uh, Chris Chibnall throwing those like little kernels and dialogue and such. I as much as it, you know is inconsequential to plots half the time i do love those little things like that's one of them the, the tissue decompression gun doesn't have a whole lot of purpose of being there except that it's a thing that people recognize from classic who but anyway it is it is uh another another interest in uh classic villain returns but another once again with another twist is the lone cyberman who who shows up in the last three episodes uh of the series um kind of plays a semi-major role in the series finale uh quickly topped over with the master but uh this one's a very he interesting design he he's more they show more of the human elements of this of this cyberman like you actually see half of his face and his body looks like it's pieced together with random generations of cybermen and it's so much more horrifying and they first introduce mm -hmm. him in the mary shelley fucking episode of course oh you have a frankensteinian monster uh, and he is, he's emotional. He's an emotional Cyberman. Like, with the silver teeth, the, 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 the voice, the animatronic Cyberman voice, and the screaming, and something about him reminded me of the Phantom from Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what did, what did you guys feel about the Lone Cyberman? Um, I kind of loved it, and I think it's, it's one of those good moves that they've made, you know, that they keep making throughout the new series, and that's like, how do I take this, you know, old villain um who may you know in context or if you see clips from the classic series maybe a little bit on the cheesy side and how do we make them frightening again um 
and I think you know we've seen we saw the Cybermen you know square off versus versus David Tennant versus Matt Smith versus and each time they kind of gave him a new little something. Uh, they do it with the Daleks too, and mm-hmm. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But in this case, this one was like a big thumbs up. But I think this really made it kind of a terrifying version of the Cybermen, especially this more emotionally driven, um, you know, a little bit more human early version of a Cyberman who's you know who you can see the conflict in them, you know, very very obviously because of the broken face and you could see the human half of the you know the struggle within the per- within this person but um yeah i think it, it did it made it a little it made them unsettling again and i think it makes your brain makes you realize that um what's going on in each of these cybermen what we can't see behind the mask is that conflict between you know human and machine so yeah i, I liked it <laughs> yeah and and what and what's absolutely horrifying about it is no matter what the machine side still mm-hmm. wins even though you're seeing all this conflict and like they did a really good job about making the Cybermen be brutal again. Like that one scene where he like literally snaps that, that lady's neck. Oh yeah. And saves the baby. It at first I thought he killed them both, yep. but it, so I want to say like with that, one of the criticisms with the new Cybermen throughout the, the, when Dr. Who was like re- restarted and the Cybermen started showing up, they noticed as, as the series kept going, the criticisms were that the Cybermen were becoming more robot people than they were sci- like augment- augmented humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this 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 season took those complaints and really twisted that, like, okay, we knew what you guys are talking about and twisted it. And honestly, I'll say what's one of the quick side note, that's one of the, the strengths about this current series is at least they are listening to past criticisms, not just of their last series but through the series as a whole and they are actually trying to address them we'll talk more about that later but definitely with the cyberman uh where they brought back the human element they show it uh he's like this kind of abomination but what's so frightening about this is it's not a human who was forced to be a cyberman it is a human who wanted to be a cyberman (laughs) and not only that believes they truly are superior and he even meant talks about slaughtering his own family like they did a twist in there, oh yeah, where M- Mary Shelley, yeah, you, like actually tries to appeal to his human nature. Like, hey, I saw that you saved that baby. You must have had a family, and he tells like, yes, I did. And then they, and it's really dramatic. And then he says, but then they join the resistance, and then I slit their throats. <laughs> and it's like, holy fuck, get the fuck out of there. And you think it's gonna play that like classic Doctor Who cliche of like, it, it not. It, it's one of the things I think we all love about the series, but kind of the new series especially is kind of that pathos and being able to like you know appeal to somebody's better side or the human side of the Cyberman, and it turns that totally on its head and it doesn't work at all in that situation. I think that makes it even more chilling. Like all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, okay, this guy's, um, yeah. But what about you, David? You mentioned it. You really like this episode. Yeah, it's my favorite Cyberman episode now, hands down. It's horrifying it's it's that's something too i noticed like uh the horror elements of this is getting they're getting better um i mean there were really great ones in the past ones but with this one i'm like you know they're trying more and i got to give them credit for that it's because Stephen um, moffat no longer writes for the show that guy wrote the best horror doctor who in... yeah but he also had the worst payoffs sometimes yes true but yeah yeah well i don't know we'll get to that <laughs> okay uh but you know um so the Jadoon show up as well. Uh, there's not really much to say about them. Um, but if you do want to say they, anything, you have to say it in Jadoon. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I will. I'll say the random fun fact that the Jadoon only exist 
because uh, the writers in the Tenant era uh, knew that David Tennant had a hard time with double O's um, <laughs> in his English accent, and they wanted him to say the phrase a Jadoon platoon up like on the moon. Mm-hmm. Like they did that to fuck him up. So you have a whole alien name based off of a tongue twister to fuck up your main actor. So, I mean, yep. there's a fun fact. Jadoon. Now you Jano. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not even a dad, and that's a dad. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. It's okay. I got a worse one for you. Do it. Uh, you can definitely tell that the Cybermen are more human this season because they're missing just as hard as Stormtroopers. Oh, <laughs> I just dabbed. I didn't. I didn't dab. But I could have. David's right. They did. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. have the worst fucking shots. I kept thinking that too. <laughs> like, how do you ha- are the most sophisticated fucking beings in existence, and you have the worst? Fucking yeah. How shots? did you exterminate the humans exactly? Yeah, especially like blindly. Like, they, they even have drones and an entire army of them march on like six people, and they can't kill anybody. They kill like one guy. It, well, no, actually, the, the people we see killed are killed like by one Cyberman in a standoff. Not really. You know. No. Yeah. Actually, their marching army does almost nothing. <laughs> Also, their their drones because I forgot about their <laughs> the drones. Cyberman head. drones are just their heads flying in the air. Yeah, which makes me beg the question: Is there a fucking human head in there too? Oh, there because if be. they're made of, <laughs> they're better fucking be. That uh. Um, also, is that what Matt Smith stole to I make that one character? That, yeah. Handles. Yeah. I yeah handles <laughs> handles. Yeah, uh, which made me always wonder about handles. Like, yeah, yeah that that whole thing got some criticism, and I actually kind of loved that. It was silly, and sometimes this, especially the last couple series, it, it just needs a a couple moments of silliness because it's missing that kind of but it needs that charm yeah. it needs that charm um <laughs> it made me laugh out loud and in a good way so I, I liked it but yeah they uh they even at one point like when there's a plan to hide a cybermen uh graham makes the, the comments like yeah how about we jump into these cybermen uh frames that we have here and walk out of there and someone actually as an audience like you think as an audience member somebody actually says in the show you know there's human remains in there, right? He goes, well, it's not a perfect plan. <laughs> so now they like they fucking like, acknowledge the fact that they had a hollow-out Cybermen, which had to be the most darkest fucking situation. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. And they turned it into a joke, and they don't show it happen. So, you know, they try. Um, before we talk about the finale, I just want to like, talk about our, our, main, our, our main character, uh, and that is, that is the Doctor, uh, Jodie Whittaker's 13th Incarnation. Um, I'd say this season they started to give her more uh, personality. or well, well, like we've mentioned before, like no one here I think has a problem with Jodie Whittaker. We know that she can be a great actress. No, no she's fantastic. And even in this role when they let her do it. <laughs> when they let her do it. like, And that's the thing. It's like how they're writing her like begs the question, like what's going on? And I've made this criticism, and this is one thing that bothers me. She's not as emotional as the previous doctors like i've seen like david Tennant cry so many fucking times he's like probably the the saddest doctor but all of them they always have these powerful emotional speeches at some point in their in their runs or multiple times in their runs all of them have um and i i'm afraid that they don't let jody because it's the first female doctor like i makes me wonder like are they afraid to let her be equally emotional because they're afraid of the criticism of well it's a woman doctor and like well who fucking cares like that's the point of the character a flawed emotional character this season they do touch on that righteous rage Mm -hmm. i'm stealing a line from you eric i'm gonna admit eric eric said this one before 
they they do show a little bit more of it, but not enough to satisfy me. Or what are you guys' views on that? Where, where, how do you, where do you think the Doctor is this season? I'm still having a hard time figuring out exactly what they want to do with the character. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's finally kind of starting to get her own quirks, like the talking to herself <laughs> thing, but it's not... I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that at least this season we've gotten... I, I don't want to say better performances, but performances I've enjoyed more might be a better line. Okay. Like, like you finally get to see some emotion, but again, like, there hasn't been, like, a, a Pandorica opens moment yet. <laughs> I feel like we should have had at least one. I feel like one. she got close in resolution when she squared off with the Dalek. She had a good speech. Oh, well. Um, she she be very doctory in the, the latter part of that episode. Um, and I think that she get, has moments like that with the with the master and with Cyberman. I don't know what it is about the classics. The classic villains bring out the Doctor and, and Jodie Whittaker's Doctor for some reason, um, because she seems very much more like her predecessors. And it's like comparing your children. You know, you never want to do it, but <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't want to compare her to other Doctors because I want her to be her own version of the character. Every actor that's taken over has had their own kind of. Um, their own character within the character, but there has to be these certain things that, you know, tell you that this is the doctor. And I feel like they did a little bit of a misstep of not letting those come through um, strongly. And what she's missing, like, like Ryan said, is that righteous anger. I don't see her. uh, She's just so she's certainly got compassion and she certainly got, um, you know, the, those traits of the doctor where she's, she's always going to help somebody out. She's always going to step over the rules to try and do the right thing. Um, that's certainly there, but, uh, she's missing the emotional highs that, uh, somebody, especially somebody like David Tennant, but they all had it in one way or another. And that would be, you know, those, those points when, you know, honestly, the doctor gets a little, gets a little righteous or up on, up on their, up on his pedestal or his or her pedestal and, you know, tells him, you know, this is the way it, the way it is. And this is the way we're going <laughs> to, um, and well, she... there's not a, there's not a scene where like she steps too far. Like you get from past doctors, yeah, like yeah. with waters of Mars with Tennant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a few Matt Smith moments where he's, he steps way too far and 12th doctor definitely does mm-hmm. it when he tries to save uh claire after she dies like there's those moments of say the 12th doctor does it pretty much jumping out of the gate <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah i'm just gonna commit some casual murder no bang um <laughs> oh gee but no that like sorry not, not to interrupt you eric no, but that was good. yeah that just reminded me of that point because yeah he she she's not given those chances to show that vulnerability and um um temptation like, of power is that what, yeah. what were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, the angriest I've seen her, I think throughout the two seasons, bearing in mind that I haven't watched the second half of season 11, is when she yelled at Ryan about the gun. Like, that's the only time I remember her getting, like, angry, angry. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. have much of it in series 11. It took him all the way till the holiday episode to get a real, like, to get a speech scene, you know? Like, one of those. Um... Well, there was uh, there was that scene in, in the, the Mary Shelley episode um where she does oh yeah when she does she does lose and she just say i can't win these i can't win them all it's either i eradicate your history or i don't and i i'm not going to take that risk i can't do that like there is a moment of that but series 12 did better with it i feel like it did better like it's still not as the same level i feel like she's being realized slowly and maybe it's a long game and they knew they were going to throw us this curveball that we're going to talk about in a few minutes it's going to kind of rewrite history as we know it for the series um and so maybe they they purposely kind of had her. I mean, and, and they played the long game with uh, Doctor Twelve as well, like Capaldi. Um, 
they knew they were going to start him out more like, you know, the Sixth Doctor, a little spiky, and they were going to, eventually, he was going to evolve into somebody who's a little more likable. He was going to find, you know, himself and, and come to these realizations. Um, so maybe she's doing the same thing. Maybe they're playing a long game with it. It doesn't feel consistent enough to be so, so I'm being an optimist. But um, I'm hoping that, yeah, by the time we get to the end of the Whitaker era, that we see, like, the big picture, like, oh, okay, so that's what the Doctor was going through with this incarnation. So, Right. I, f- I feel like Jody's doctor um, should be allowed to be as as emotional, free emotional kind of responses similar mm-hmm. or on par with 12th doctor. You know, be honest a- about how you feel with like no apologies behind it. Like, I'm going to tell you how I feel about a situation. Like, I don't think there's any reason that she should be dialed back. I want... Like I see those those little bits of Jody, and I'm like, cut, let her go, let her free, let her do what she really needs to do. Unless unless it turns out it is this is her performance of it, and that would be a that would be a shame. But we're we're hopeful for well, Jody. Maybe with the you know the you know giant uh, revelation that the character has just had, maybe this will change some things for the for the character right. itself. So. I'm hoping so because season eleven, thirteenth uh, Doctor felt very much like. I'm going through the ropes and I don't know what sort of doctor I am yet. Like fruit. So I'm just going to do the things that my predecessors did because that's what I do. Cause I'm obviously the doctor. Um, which is why sometimes I think some of the stuff she does feels really out of place. Like when she's like, Oh, I never use guns. Like it just comes, I don't know. It comes to have really weird moments. I know that it's a, I, I'm really explaining myself poorly, but like, what this doctor chooses to get upset about and what she doesn't is very <sighs> like oh this is something that i know has upset me in the past so i'm gonna act upset yeah. i know what you mean but yeah. yet there'll be a situation and, where um... people are you know dying or like their kerblam situation where there's somebody she probably could have saved and um okay she doesn't necessarily let the character die but there's definitely from a writing standpoint something that could have been done and they just let this character die and there's no there's no real that's something that she could have been really upset about or, you know, having a moment of that, like, you know, we, we, we messed that up. We did that wrong, but no, yeah, there's nothing. There's not really a reaction from her at all. It's like, Oh, well, <laughs> or like that random. Like, oh yeah. We... <laughs> or the random guy on the beach at practice. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so the, yeah. And during the 30 doctors run already, we've seen some weird, like unnecessary death that is just odd in doctor who, like, I mean, other shows could do that stuff, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the finale, which uh, caused uh, quite a stir. Oh my gosh, it is uh, still it ongoing. Turns it's out an earthquake, and yeah. we're still having aftershocks. Apparently, <laughs> in the fan base, yeah. Um, which is like I, I, I've, I've not, I'm not as connected to Doctor Who as I used to be about that. But it, we'll go, anyways. So the finale. So we'll get to like how those kind of ruptures happened um, near the end here. But for the finale, uh, they did some major changes to the lore. Uh, which this is where the spoiler territory kind of comes in majorly, I suppose, if anything, uh, yeah, they don't reveal keep listening to this. If you haven't watched the finale <laughs> or keep real listening, I'm a terrible influence and I'm, I'm going to push it. <laughs> no. Uh, anyways, secret life of doctor <laughs> is they find out or it's, she doesn't, this is the one thing I will say that's kind of weak. The, the final, the final episode, last episode is pretty weak. Um, by comparison to how this season was going. Um, not the weakest, but pretty weak as a finale still better than the fucking season 11. But what they did is 
she doesn't discover she's more so to- told by the master so like that her whole life um is kind of been a half of her life has been erased from her mind and she if not more if not more in fact she is the first she's not from gallifrey originally turns out gallifreyans aren't supposed to regenerate uh it you find out that a the first gallifreyan astronaut goes to the like one of these goes to a world close to gallifrey finds the time portal and a child roaming around there uh adopts the child the child dies in an accident and much to her surprise regenerates and then so for god knows how many long and how many regenerations uh the scientist ultimately figures out a way to harness regenerations tests it on herself and then gives the rest of the gallifrey community the ability to regenerate therefore help not all of them not all yeah. of them only time Creating lords time lords uh, is only... a social class yeah. it... yes thank you see this is why i keep these guys around they actually know more than i do um to create the society of time lords the academy the technology so on and so forth and therefore all time lord regeneration comes from the doctor because it's revealed that the doctor is that child uh not only that that so you have that bit right there first off that the time lords are actually like horrible tormentors of children and stealers of regeneration and not only is the doctor the origin of that which is pretty tragic on its own but she's also or they because you know doctor has multiple carnations they uh have a whole series of like these hinted secret missions where each one is erased and ultimately the doctor is reset at this point it's kind of weirdly speculated they don't touch too deeply on it but at some point uh the doctor from uh hartnell and up that's after the service is done so everything that is doctor that we know still exists but now this series has created a new a lot of people criticize and call this a redcon but it's not a redcon they're not changing they're not erasing anything they're adding oh actually turns out there's been there's more than one there's more than 12 regenerations the doctor has all the regenerations ever and there's actually a whole life prior uh, which I feel like that's going to be more revealed, hopefully, in the next series, because that sounds like a good thing to set up with. But that was a lot for me to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I didn't mean to take that all up, but that was kind of the synopsis of the finale. And the reason that is, is because this this changed a lot of things for Who. Um, but it did introduce uh, a, a new pre-Hartnell Doctor, played by Joe Martin, uh, in the, the Jadoon Platoon uh, <laughs> episode. Uh was it a uh, prison? Um, I forgot the name of the episode. Doesn't matter. Prisoner of the Judiciary. Yeah, Once Jadir. again, why I keep them? So, breaking all that fucking down. Jadir. Let's go step by step. What did you guys think of the changes to the lore and the new secret doctor? Yeah. Let's go first. <laughs> David, go. Um, I hate certain parts of it, and I really respect the rest. Okay. Uh, like. Yeah, what, what, what do you hate and what do you respect? I don't like the Doctor being kind of like the origin of the race, to be honest. Like, I I always liked him, her, them as like the misfit that stole a time machine and just kind of clambered his way into being amazing. That's fair. 
Uh, what did um, What did you like? But I I think so. This is not my original thought. First and foremost, I've been doing a little bit of reading and speculating. But we're, what I think this is, I I do think that part of that order happens pre Hartnell, but I also think Hartnell's the first Doctor that escapes it, and then after um, Doctor Two gets captured again, and has to serve with the Time Lords. I think a lot of those missing regenerations are in between two yeah, and three. Including Joe Martin, in my opinion. But the Ruth Doctor. Yeah. You know, I think that's where she falls. But Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm stuck yeah, on the whole Ryan, TARDIS being a police box thing. Like, it can't. It just doesn't make sense any other way. But anyway, sorry, David. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. That's why, that's why I think you're right, is because the TARDIS was a police box. And it wasn't like... The TARDIS not be- broken. Chameleon started. It became a police box in the first episode when the Doctor actually says, "Oh, it's a police box." Okay, and then followed. And, with... and Ruth's TARDIS is a police yeah. box TARDIS. Right. So okay, okay. Yeah, it's the okay. the series six B theory. If anyone wants to do any reading on it, <laughs> or season six B theory, yeah. So that the Time um, Lords use the Doctor as an agent before regenerating him into the third Doctor, and it, it kind of fits. So. Okay. Which is why he shows up in like the two doctors, the three doctors, et cetera, et cetera, yes, et cetera. Yeah. So needless to say, and I, I personally haven't dived much into it. I'm going to let it just flow on its own. I find that, you know, I can't invest too much because I don't want to be angry about shit. We can all have our own headcanon. That's fine. Um, and we're definitely not toxic here about any of this. Um, but I mean, let's be realistic. They'll probably retcon it later on. I yeah. mean, that's we've also had the doctor be half human all, at one also point. came from... I feel like it was a deliberate out on the writers, like on Chris Chibnall's part, that let somebody retcon it later that this all came out of the master's mouth. We don't hear anything else. That's This is all coming from the master. So we already have somebody telling us that potentially some of this is not, you know, 100%. It could all be false. false. It could be somewhat true. It could be, who knows? It could be really, yeah. um, Well, it it does add like a lot of weight to... um, it adds a lot of drama and, and you know it does there's an attempt here to at least try to make an over kind of arc in story more so than what you had the previous season and i'm like you know effort effort attempted i appreciate it i i understand the criticism for it kind of takes away the special it kind of takes away that i'm not so special specialness of the doctor that i agree is like more appealing um i don't know it's... but at this at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it depends on how you want to treat it. Depends how it goes. Maybe that doctor was a monster. Who knows? Because that doctor, they kind of show, like, didn't have a problem with watching somebody die. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's, that's, let's talk about Joe Martin's doctor for a moment. Because um, she was pretty much a, a show stealer <laughs> for, for, like, the brief moment that she showed up. Oh, yeah. She was, she felt doctory, very doctory. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear her in Big Finish. Yeah, no kidding. I think yeah. that's where she's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I, you're right. That's, that's where, where she's going to go, up, guaranteed. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait either. Um, she, right out of the door, like the second you find out what's going on there and she really steps into being the doctor, um, just steals the show. And it's unfortunate a little bit for Jodie Whittaker, I think, because she it just, is. like, right away, I think everyone's like, oh, there's a female doctor that, like, the, that's the female doctor. Like, I just something about her just her performance was fantastic and she just had that air about her maybe it's that kind of just a little you know a tiny bit smug and um she just had this like doctory thing and i know she said the actress herself said that peter capaldi was a major influence on the way she chose to play the character yeah and you could see that in hindsight like big time um 
but yeah, no, I, I just loved her, and I was looking forward to seeing more of her. I was kind of disappointed we didn't get even more of her in the finale. I thought she'd be in it a little more, but... Yeah, she's only in the one episode. Yeah. 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 No, she's in Oh, both. she does show up, but not really. She shows up as a quote-unquote memory projection for a brief moment to encourage... I don't think she was, though, because she said the line, I'm just as stuck in here yeah. as you are. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you guys. She, she's she's a fucking riot. And, you know, it's worth noting she is another female doctor uh, incarnation. And the first time we actually see a non-white portrayal of the doctor. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. And it like it, you kind of really hope down the line that Doctor Who keeps going with this, like showing the more kind of diversity in the range and their regenerations as they do as they do kind of slowly introduce through the master mm-hmm. and other time lords and like that's kind of a cool i think unifying uh situation um for a fan base and potentially add even more to what is a really wonderful series so it's doctor who if, if, if it is anything else it's always trying to be more pro- uh, progressive ideologically uh and you know kudos for keep doing that and yeah you and by doing so you made a fucking amazing doctor uh with joe martin joe martin holy shit uh, definitely want to see more, not just big finish. I want to see actual more episodes with that doctor. I say, give a whole other doctor who spinoff where you do like, well, explore that doctor yeah. further. I think have would both be of cool. them have their own series. That'd be a fantastic idea. It never happened. Oh my God. Ha- have them be companions together. <laughs> oh, uh, too many multi doctors. They, do- they just bitch at each other all the time. <laughs> I don't know, man. They kind of like. They, at first, maybe, but that would be kind of... I don't know. What Imagine if you had a whole series where you actually did have two Doctors. Yeah. I'm be interesting. And then the drama think, of uh, eventually one of them is going to forget the other, like, is throughout. In my perfect world, they do a special Christmas episode where it's her and Eccleston. <laughs> yeah. Bring because why the, not? Why not? Well, let's throw Paul again in there, too. Do three Doctors, because he needs to get back on TV again, so... Like... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um so let's let's speed this bad boy up so the season finale just very quickly i guess is like it ends with you know the lone cyberman uh (laughs) it all ends in broken down gallifrey uh again (laughs) again once again the time lords are dead again thanks to the master but that's nothing new he mentions that at the end of the skyfall part two episode um, but you know, now you're back at the city, the master is there. And then the Cybermen show up with the lone Cyberman. Um, then the lone Cyberman's pretty much wiped out because he has a awful plan. And the master's like, that's a stupid plan. You're going to, you're going to eradicate all of humanity. You are made up of like 50% humanity. That's stupid. You're just going to be another robot. There's so <laughs> many other robots. How unoriginal. I feel like that's a direct ping. It is. Out of what you were talking about earlier. Like, like another. Oh, you want to be Iron Man? You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then he then he fucking kills them in a very mastery way. And is like. And then inherits the floating essence of Cybermen culture. Uh, into his own body. Yeah. Siberium. <laughs> we didn't really touch upon that. But it, neither it just, did they. That, that was it. Kind of, neither the day. Know, that was Mercury it. From- um <laughs> Right. But then he does like a pretty baller move and take all the like preserved remains of Time Lords, which he didn't know that he saved, and fuse them with cyber uh the Cybermen technology. They don't they don't call they call them cyber Time Lords converted into Cybermen. But for me personally, I'm calling them Cyber Lords. Why was that not said? Um they're not used for anything. They're just regenerating to, uh 
Cyberman sounds like a cool fright. They're proof of concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. They're a cool fucking concept, uh, then never shown and then wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> nope, they're not. They're definitely not. You don't, you think they return? No, 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 no. The master literally says, "Come, follow me." Right before yeah. the, the I thing didn't hear out. it when um, I watched the episode, but suppo- I've seen screenshots of the closed captions. Yes, the master has a line of "Let's get out of here" essentially before everything blows up. So, um, well, okay. Yeah, they, they actually even gave him a line to prove that they and the master are probably coming back at some point. Which, oh, good. we know if master. I, mean, I think they could do more back. with that. And obviously, the master's coming back. Who? Anyone who thinks he's not is probably not watched a lot of Doctor Who. So. <laughs> So in like a quick sentence or two, what did you guys think about the Cyberlords? I thought they were Art. pretty fantastic. Uh, I wish they would have done more with them. I love the design. I love the idea. Again, it's it, it was one of those things that like kind of like the Cyberman flying head drones. It was just a little bit silly, and it kind of reminded me of that like early you know Davies era uh, silliness the show had sometimes that really just worked and gave it its you know unique flavor. Um, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. Okay. How about you, David? I want Battle of Canary Wharf 2 where the Cybermen finally bitch slap the dialects. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that the, the Cybermen are only good at one thing, David. Uh, delete? They're better at dying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was one of the lines that David used to tell me that he loved. <laughs> is when, that, is, that was one of my favorite lines. When the Cybermen <laughs> and the dialects were like talking, he's yeah. like, Cybermen are superior to the dialects, and the dialects line is like, the Cybermen are superior only in dying, and then kills sassy them. Sassy Daleks are best Daleks. They sassy Daleks are best Daleks. All right, so let's just fucking jump straight into it. What do we think of the future of Doctor Who? Where do you think the story direction is gonna go? Do you think it's gonna keep improving? You think they're 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 starting to learn their momentum, or are they gonna kind of fumble it, uh, or is it gonna be like still like meh levels as 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 it has kind of been? I think that the, especially with the new um, kind of canon about Time Lords and the history of the Doctor, I honestly think it just opened itself up to a ton of potential, but you're going to have to get the fan base on board with those ideas. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest mistake they could make is listen to the fan. Okay. I don't say you don't want to listen to the fan base because they made a lot of really positive changes in Series 12 based on listening to the fan base, but... I don't think you can listen to the fan base and ignore this storyline or immediately retcon it. I think you don't do a don't do a Rise of Skywalker. Yes, exactly. Situation. I think you do something brave and bold like this, and you got to see it through at least for a couple series. Let's play with this idea. Let's see what we can do with it. If it needs to be retconned down the line, Doctor Who's great at doing that. Let's just you know let's let's actually if yeah. you're gonna do this, you know, Chibnall, if you're gonna you know change or not change, I don't I don't even like saying that because it's not really you, a change. If you're gonna add all of this mythology to uh, our character to this character, let's do something with it. Don't just leave it there on the back burner, um, which I'm kind of afraid he's gonna do a little bit. But yeah, don't yeah, mop it. Um, don't mop let's, it. Yeah. Let's actually like dive in and see what what all of this means for the Doctor. So, what and what about you, David? Because I agree with you, uh, Eric, totally. Um. Well, if uh, if the speculation's true and uh, Ryan and Graham are leaving after the Christmas special, I think it'll help. I think we're going to have a much more concise season because there's not as much people that we have to constantly keep building and we can focus on the Doctor and Yaz. Although, I'm a little worried it might turn into Clara 2.0, but whatever. Um, oh, I can see that, yeah. yeah. But they de- they definitely do need to hit the, the ground running this next season and, and really push the new ideas and you know we've had a season where uh 
We had no classic monsters. We had a season which was a little bit of both. I think maybe this next season, maybe we should push back to to full classic monsters and just maybe. really dwell back onto it, especially with the whole theme being we're starting over fresh. I need to find out my past. Have have her come up against um, really old, like the Celestial Toymaker, just some <laughs> yeah. wild, crazy stuff. That'd Go be for great. It. I mean, when they brought back the like godlike characters, and I don't even really, um, really mean brought back because the Celestial Toymaker is really like maybe the only time in the class. Oh, well, the Guardians, the White and Black Guardian as well. Um, when they brought mm-hmm. back those two kind of characters in the Can You Hear Me episode, uh, they're kind of godlike. They're they're not technically gods, but they're like alien presences that are so above like our, our concept of humanity that um, it, it, it reminded well, me of something like the Celestial Toymaker. And I went, wow! And he name dropped him. Well, as they well. even met, they but, yeah, they name dropped him. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, wow, we could you know bring that character back. And I think yeah, I don't know. I like the sky's the limit with the series. And I my biggest compliment to series twelve is that I think it finally acted like that. Like it could do some of these things um, that maybe they've only dared do in a you know extended universe stuff you know big finish and novels and such i i i agree with you um i think it is going to be tough like losing ryan and graham especially graham because graham definitely carries yeah, gonna be tough. He, he carries a lot of uh heart in out of the companions because mm-hmm. he does he is that grandfathery companion and he's fun he's as funny um, grumbles but he's also Brad, the cheerleader that gets everyone going at times too so he 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 is uh but he for sure bradley wash who plays graham is definitely confirmed to be leaving uh tulson cole who plays ryan is a maybe um yaz the actress who plays yaz was also kind of mentioned briefly but hopefully that's not true um i'm guessing I don't she's wanna... sticking around just by the building they did with her but i don't know i would know. hope so like you know maybe yeah, she kind of has like a martha uh like david mentioned um I still think something's up with that human line. Clara, I'm, I'm probably just being a. I you're like, probably too much into it. Trust me. <laughs> I think that that's when I first started Doctor Who. I read in so much into Doctor Who, so very much, and made that my own head canon. And then it never happened, and it kind of let that. And I'm like, I'm not gonna do it much anymore, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, it's just like I'm just gonna try to enjoy what works and what doesn't. Uh, but. You know, uh, the next fucking special is called Revolution of the Daleks, and it takes place with the Doctor in a prison, because that's how the, the, the series ends. It ends in a, in a, in a Davies kind of way, mm-hmm. where it ends in a cliffhanger, and you're like, even even her going, what? 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 And it's like, okay, cool. That's a good feeling. Uh, I'm hopeful <laughs> to see where that goes. Um, no, that's really funny, because on the uh, the recording of the episode I watched, it immediately jumped into the Titanic yeah, episode. So yes! Whitaker going, what? What? <laughs> yeah, Dave, I told that to Eric, too. Like, and it does. And that's that's what... That, okay, so when it did that, and because uh, Dave and I actually share the same recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it does jump into the Titanic episode. So you actually do get that comparison to uh davies doctor who with tenant and then what's currently going on and i will admit that my heart kind of dropped for a moment because i did say out loud like oh that was when doctor who was fun and i didn't mean to be critical it just it there was a brief moment of excitement i'm like oh well fuck (laughs) okay i I said that uh because doctor this new doctor who feels like it's kind of um well chibnall does a lot to bring back a lot of davies era stuff he does wouldn't touch on it at all and i hated that i hated that yeah David, you know what? Let's let's we've gone far enough into this. Let's let's wrap it up. Uh, what's let's see our overall response for this series. I mean, critics have given it 
uh, thus far in Rotten Tomatoes, like a 91% approval rating, which is great. You know, the strongest episode definitely being the the Prisoner of uh, Jadun. Digit of the Jadun. Yeah. On the moon. And, <laughs> and then the weakest one being um, Orphan 55. Uh, and then like a, like the season finale kind of be in, in the middle between uh, 75 and 80 percent. But, you know, we've mentioned briefly, like there is a massive backlash from the fan base because of the lore changes. So they've if you, you're a who fan, you see tons fan of it. base. Uh, and also, I believe um, actual live numbers, like how many people actually tuned in to watch it. Yeah, because I believe the season finale was like the lowest watched who episode in like. I saw. Like I, I saw something that said in, that in antique, series, like since two thousand five. I I read some. I saw. I didn't read it, but I saw something that said that Antique Roadshow uh, had higher ratings than the season finale. <laughs> but their numbers, the way they measure numbers, are just so. It's so screwy now because they don't measure the way that most people watch TV. So I don't know if it means anything. Doctor Who's certainly still yeah. popular. It's not. It's not dying. Like I think it's more popular than it's ever been. It keeps gaining popularity, and it's internationally popular. The BBC is not canceling this thing, so anyone who tells you that it's wrong. It's like, definitely it's definitely gaining more of a budget because this uh, effects wise is still like one of the best Doctor Who's in effects department. Oh, yeah. um, the last two series, that's the things they have really done well. Like it looks amazing. It's it looks it really does look amazing. Um, so it's just like the the uh, hopefully you know I still have faith in in the writing departments and stuff and I know the lore changes are causing these math, massive backlashes and I don't think they're that dramatic and I think there's other reviewers that even mention like they aren't too strong up like they're they're not too much against it they understand it and such but you know the fan bases that's what they fucking do they blow up yeah. so I say just see where it goes uh, I agree that with what Eric said prior, where if you're going to make this jump and leap, don't backtread, like make it work. Like find, like prove your, like stand your ground and prove that it, it, there's a reason that you're doing this, that you're building towards something. Don't be scared. Cause usually if you can learn how to stick a land in after making the leap like that, that's going to show a grant, like a great amount of success. And when you tread back, you're just going to fall. That's it. You already made right. the leap. You know, we wouldn't have season nine if we didn't have season eight. Right. <laughs> You're right. You know what? Let's have our final thoughts. You know, quick, quickly. Like, what's your favorite thing? What was what was the thing you liked the least? Uh, and then whatever kind of score you want to give, whether it's like out of a number or a grade, it doesn't matter. Scores are irrelevant. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, you start. You're our guest. Um, favorite thing. Well, overall, I like the series a lot, and I'll admit I, it's Doctor Who, so I'm gonna like it anyway. Um, pretty much uh no matter what i have my favorites and uh favorite thing about this series was probably joe martin <laughs> and that that doctor that episode future of the june was probably my favorite i love the historicals as well i think the finale was a little underwhelming but only because of the way it was put together i think uh, i'm not against the lore additional lore stuff i think it actually has kind of sparked my imagination i'm curious what they're going to do with it i don't think it ruins the character um yada yada whatever they're saying i'm not even gonna give them the lip service uh for me it's grading this like the way we do on the other podcast is not gonna really work for doctor who for me because everything's pretty much an a i don't know i just love the show and i love everything about it so this is this is back up in a territory if we're gonna say the maybe the last series fell to a b for me you know this one's this one's back up there okay how about you david um this is very much um it's a much better season than 11. Um, 
I still feel it didn't stick the landing as hard as it wanted to. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely, I would think, more forgettable episodes than rememberable episodes this season. But the ones that were rememberable were are going to be remembered forever, whether for good or bad reasons. Um, it definitely absolute... lit, lit a fire in some asses, didn't it? <laughs> it sure did. Um, my favorite episodes were Spyfall 1 and 2 and um, The Villa. Um, my favorite part thing about this new series was The Master, hands down. He's jumped leaps and bounds to probably be my favorite master, and I'm looking forward to seeing him grow. Um, my least favorite thing about the series is just, again, didn't really stick the landing, didn't really do anything with the companions. More forgettable episodes than rememberable ones, but very excited to see what happens next. All right. Uh, score, it um, season 7B. <laughs> Did you say season 7B? Or 6B. 6B. Whichever yeah. the one where Clara was in there. Oh, oh, okay. That, was, that transitional season between Amy and Rory and, and oh yeah, no seven B. Yeah, this is kind of there. Seven, yeah. Okay, so when Clara's first introduced and we lose the companions, but yeah, okay, I get it now. Um, <laughs> you guys took the grade and thing. Yeah, make it arbitrary. Okay, fine. Um, you fuckers. Uh, so I, I, I feel the same. I feel like this is a stronger season than the previous season. Uh, it, it's given me hope. That, hey, you know, they are starting to work with some stuff. You know, they do have their strengths. They are touching on, on as much classic Who stuff, which I think is the strongest bits, is when they do mention classic Who things. Not just old classic Who, but also previous series stuff. Um, like with the Jadoon and Jack Harkness and such. Uh, I think there's some creative bits going on here. Some bigger leaps, which is nice because it's better to do something than nothing like you did in the last series. Uh, you know, I admit the last series really kind of brought me down a bit where I no longer am excited about Doctor Who. I'm not going to lie. It did kind of bring me down a lot and that, that made me sad. But this one is starting to like kind of start to reignite that flame just a little bit more and hopeful that they really get it right this 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 next season. Um, and they blow this season, which was very enjoyable for me out of the water. Uh, I want I want Jody to be fully unleashed. I want Joe Martin style Jody to come out and I also like Joe Martin to come out more as well um the master Joe Martin you they were my uh, as the doctor sh- like those are my favorite bits uh hands down and especially the fucking lone uh cyberman in in his debut uh episode 8 the haunting of villa whatever uh with the mary shelley bit that was definitely my favorite episode um was it the strongest out of this season maybe maybe not but it's just personally my favorite for the atmosphere and i think exploring that stuff more would be fucking awesome and uh hopefully they keep creating awesome fucking uh monsters down the line original because i think that is also the weakest part of this series still is they have a hard time creating more memorable original monsters and locations and that still stands uh even with like orphan 55 and such and there's not there's not there needs to be more fantastic like future elements like really show us that like bizarre strange new world like when douglas adams uh used to do doctor who episodes that's what i fucking want i want if you're gonna go ridiculous go ridiculous really do it really push it especially when you have such a charismatic uh, and uh, villain like the master, and you know, and Jody being that kind of weirdly like aloof uh, doctor in a way. Um, I I think really really throw it in there, really 
really go forth. I'm giving this um, season, I would say, 11 out of 13 doctors. (laughs) Yeah, how you like that fucking grading system, you dicks? Uh then someone's going to ask, well, well, what about the war doctor? And then somebody's going to ask, well, what about all the other fucking doctors? I'm like, God damn it, let me have this. And that's a good way to end it. Yeah, I stand by it. 11 out of 13. That's a good okay. good Doctor Who rating scale. So, you know. You just have to change it uh, when they so, get a new one. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank, uh, well, David, this is our show. David, you take care of the rest of the hosting. I'm done. Um. So, that was our Doctor Who episode of the TV Junkyard Podcast. If you like what you've heard, any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, you know, always feel free to talk at us. We'll be happy to hold a discussion with you. Um, thanks again, Eric, for being a part of the show and being vastly superior in our knowledge well, of Doctor Thank you Who. guys, because this is like, since... To, honestly, when I wanted to start a podcast, I wanted to start a Doctor Who podcast. I just didn't really know anybody. Please don't cry. Please like, don't cry on our podcast. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... I'll be thirteenth doctor about this and hold all my emotions, um, but yeah, no, this is a uh, this has been this has been a lot of fun because I uh, I've always wanted to do a Doctor Who podcast. Anyway, thanks for making that happen. Yeah, and I mean, once season thirteen rolls around, maybe maybe we do episode by episode, wink, hint, drop. Yeah, yeah. we we don't have to condense everything into uh, an hour and a half long uh, super pod. <laughs> super pod. It will be night. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you know, if you guys actually listen through this whole thing uh, it's a testament we appreciate it we are trying this is our third official uh episode we're uh with david and i on the tv junkyard podcast we want to absolutely we want to keep trying and adventuring and, and figuring some stuff out and if you guys have some commentary fuck dude say something i guess but make it nice make it cr- constructive at least <laughs> absolutely because um, and, and i mean we're, we're moving on to bigger and better things too well we have a really exciting month of content planned i won't spoil what it is because it'll probably be up like soon but probably we're excited about it yeah uh and you know we also got other things on the video junkyard eric that's you oh man i didn't even pull up my schedule tonight but i know we're doing uh velocipaster we're doing um oh gosh what do i i have the spiel but usually I have god he says it so many and, fucking times know, and it's like, not recorded yeah, yet da, 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 anyway yeah uh, barry Larry velocipaster yeah that's uh yeah on the schedule uh, we're doing so, check uh, out. Quiet Earth. We're doing. <laughs> this is out of my memory. <laughs> That's anyway. enough. You're good enough. He did. A, he did enough. This is the TV junkyard. We're not that serious. Right. We're like. Yeah, we're like, if you want to know what's coming up on the video junkyard podcast, go watch the previous episode of the video junkyard yeah, podcast. Have, and, yeah, where this I will have TV. my schedule. We're syndicated. <laughs> um, and if you want, if you want more of my voice, I'll be on that too because I'm starting to notice that i don't have an ego about things i just like doing projects that's pretty much it i got a lot of free time (laughs) (laughs) anyways this is a long saying goodbye so thanks again eric well thank you good it was fun david absolutely i'll I'll see you next time and our special coming up oh absolutely be ready for some uh you know some friendly neighborhood stuff yeah in our friendly little neighborhood. Uh, and thanks again for listening to all of this madness. Uh, you guys have a great night. Or day. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we recorded at night. So, uh, night. Bye. Go away. Now. Hey, wasn't that Peace. a really fun show? Smart. I'm out. Full of wonderful Fuck this commentary. Shit. And we just never, ever talk about this again. Yeah, I hope we talk about it loads. 
We just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the TV Junkyard. I like your energy, hombre. What do you say you and I ride go-karts later? I want to go horseback riding. Deal. This show is part of the TV Junkyard podcast family. And if you actually ended up liking what we made here, well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> then I might suggest that you check out our other shows. And the best way to do that is to find and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram at videojunkyardpodcast. All one word. Could you not just let me enjoy this moment of not knowing something? I mean, they happen so rarely. I want to take this opportunity to thank you again for listening to our program. And remember, keep surfing those airways because you never know what you might find in the TV junkyard. And now you can go back to just being you instead of a one-dimensional character with a silly catchphrase. I've lost contact, sir. What? And that concludes our TV junkyard podcast. Have a good night.